What's up, everybody? This is Pastor Darren, and this is the Manhood Moment. I'm going to try to give you one big idea to help you be a more godly man today in 10 minutes or less. This is episode 55, and today we're going to talk about Don't Sit There. But before we get into that, I want to invite you to check out our substack at christendomchronicle.substack.com. Uh, there you can read some of the articles. Just started a new project there called Get Strong. Episode 1 of a video series about strength training is up. Um, and available there to watch for free. So I encourage you guys to go check out that uh, first video episode of the Get Strong little mini-series that I'm doing on string training. Become a free subscriber there, and you can uh, you can watch those videos there for free. Uh, you can also contribute to our uh, uh, family ministry uh, by becoming a paid subscriber for just $5 a month. Sorry, I'm trying to juggle a few different things here. So... All right, that is that. I also want to invite you to join us next week as we prepare to go to Georgia for our Operation Save America national event. July 17th to the 22nd, we're going to be working in Atlanta, Georgia to bring the gospel to the streets there. Uh, we're being hosted by G3, Praise Mill Church. Uh, tremendous, well, not G3, but we're being hosted by Praise Mill Church. Uh, but G3 is a ministry of Paris Mill Church. So Josh Bice is going to be speaking. Virgil Walker is going to be speaking. Rusty Thomas, Matt Jarella, we just added Flip Benham as a speaker. Um, also, Gabe Wrench is going to be there. Raymond Ibrahim is going to be there. Wrote an awesome little book called Defenders of the West. So uh, Matt Brock, I believe, is going to be speaking. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good event. We're really looking forward to it, and we'd like for you to come join us. The event is free. It doesn't cost anything other than, of course, your own travel expenses. Um, and so love for you to join us, Operation Save America. You can find out more about that event on our website at operationsaveamerica.org. All right, so today we get into our discussion. Don't sit there. Do not choose for yourself the seat of honor because those who exalt themselves will be put to shame. Now, this idea, this big idea comes from a passage in scripture, a parable that Jesus told in uh, Luke 14 when he was at a dinner gathering among a bunch of wealthy people. And so I'm going to read you the passage. It's uh, Luke 14. And it begins in verse 7. It says this. It was telling a parable to the invited guest when he noticed how they were picking out the places of honor at the table, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not recline at the place of honor, lest someone more highly regarded than you be invited by him, and he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give your, give your place to this man, and, uh, and then in shame you proceed to op- occupy the last place. But when you are invited, go and recline at the last place, so that when the one who has invited you comes, he may say to you, "Friend, move up high," and then you will, and then you will have honor in the sight of all who receive, or all who recline at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Now, of course. Um, The main point of what Jesus is talking about comes there in verse 11. He who exalts himself will be humble, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. And he's using this uh, dinner table analogy because that's the context in which he finds himself. But this principle rings true across uh, context. And so Jesus says, if you're you're at this dinner gathering in the first century, 
And the way that the seating was done, there were certain seats that were considered to be places of honor, and then certain seats were considered to be just for the regular sort of low honor people. And all these people are coming in, and they're trying to find the highest place of honor they possibly can take. And Jesus sees this, and he uses this to teach this parable about self-exaltation. He says, don't take the high seat for yourself, because then you may be asked to move down, and that's going to be to your shame. He says, instead, take the low seat for yourself, and then the guy will come, and he'll ask you to move up, and then you'll be shown honor. And this is an important principle for men to understand. Don't take the seat of honor for yourself. Don't sit there. Don't try to be the one who sits in the seat of honor. And the Proverbs have a lot to say about this, too. They talk a lot about like self-aggrandizement, not being the kind of man who's constantly boasting in your own works, not being the kind of man who's constantly exalting yourself. The Proverbs talk about let another person exalt you, let another person boast in you, because you come across as a self-righteous man when you're constantly being self-aggrandizing. And exalting yourself. And this is the idea that Jesus is talking about here. So he says, and, this, and, and really the, the thing that Jesus is critiquing here is this idea of self-importance, right? The person comes to the table and there's a number of seats to pick, to sit in, and they choose to sit in the seat of honor because they think that they're important. And Jesus is basically saying to them, hey, you, don't think you're so important. Instead, sit in the low seat and then maybe you'll have the opportunity to be moved up. But don't be self-important. Don't come to the table and just automatically assume that you should be the one that gets to sit in the place of honor. That's self-importance. Instead, lower yourself, and in due time, you will be exalted. And this is what this is generally consistent with what the Scripture teaches. In fact, uh, James chapter four, which is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, also I believe it's James chapter four, also affirms this idea of. Um, of lowering yourself, and in due time you will be exalted. I believe it's James chapter 4, starting here somewhere around verse 7. He says, um, Be subject to therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and cry, and let your laughter be turned into mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. Here, uh, James is dealing with a, a group of people that had been just in all kinds of strife and hatred and discord toward one another. And one of the things that he tells them here as he's talking about how to deal with the strife and discord is he says, humble yourself. And he says, if you humble yourself, you will be exalted. And if you think about that, you see this principle at work in the culture in which we live. People like to exalt a humble man. And you see a humble, uh, you see a man who's humble, and I'm talking about true humility. And I want you to think about what's involved in humility. Okay, humility is the abandonment of pride. It's the abandonment of self-importance. It's the abandonment of self-exaltation. And for a man to do those, to abandon those things, requires a certain level of maturity. Because if he's going to not be prideful, not be self-aggrandizing, and not be self-important, what that means is that he actually has to have a, he can't have this um, need to constantly be affirmed by other people, for example. Or he can't have this um, 
you know, constant um, concern about what other people think, right? He can't have that. Um, he can't have the need to um, sort of always feel like he needs to be propped up or promoted. He, he can't have that. Um, he can't have the need to constantly be seeking out the validation of other people. And to come to that place as a man requires a certain amount of maturity, requires a certain amount of uh, develop, spiritual development, and so forth. And so the man who can set aside these sorts of things and can humble himself, when a man is like that, this is a man of genuine confidence. He's a man of boldness. He's a man of strength. He's operating from a position of strength because humility comes from strength. It doesn't come from insecurity, right? A man who is humble is a man who's strong. That means the idea is he's humble because he has the capability to really sit in the place of honor if he wants to, but he's not going to do it until somebody else tells him to sit there because he's operating from a position of strength rather than a position of insecurity where he has to show his position by sitting in that seat. This is the idea. And so Jesus says here, don't sit in that seat, right? Don't sit in that seat, but humble yourself and you will be exalted. But if you exalt yourself, then you'll be humbled. And so my word to you men today is don't exalt yourself, but humble yourself. And that means being a man of quiet strength, being a man of considerable self-confidence and hope and trust in God being a man of vigilance and steadiness. And men who are these things do not have the self-consciousness to constantly have to be trying to get validation for themselves from other people and constantly having to be self-aggrandized and hold themselves up as this or that or the other thing. Instead, they let their actions do the talking. They let their work do the talking. And in a time when a man who is humble and faithful in due time he will be exalted so dear brothers do not sit in the seat of honor but instead sit in a lower seat and in due time if you humble yourself in the presence of god you will be exalted and if you exalt yourself you will be humbled so be exalted by god instead of being humbled humble yourself don't sit in that seat god bless brothers